welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Well, all right. Welcome back to Close It Now. Sam Wakefield here. I am uh, really uh, super happy to be able to get into this episode today. My guest is somebody special in the industry. He's, if you've been in a lot of any of the Facebook groups, you've probably seen his name bounce around here and there. Uh, he's definitely a leader in the industry, someone a lot of people look up to. And, uh, you know, I've recently actually interviewed one of his uh, his top people on the show Mr. Kevin Polito Co- Kevin Polito I have to say it properly and uh, if you li- didn't listen to that episode go back and listen because there was some massive fire in that episode he's doing 5 million this year he's actually going to be uh, helping me out assisting me with some of the coaching that I'm doing and some virtual stuff too so we were excited he uh, he said he'd be happy to help out with that cuz he knows the system so well and he is clearly implementing it. And uh, so today we actually have the owner of Green Energy Mechanical. Uh, this is, like I mentioned, somebody who's been around the industry for a while. He's a humble guy, but he is doing some really great things, um, really partnered with some of the top leaders and just doing things a little differently. He, he leads with heart, leads with compassion. And uh, one of the things that just knowing him, the, the time that I have, leadership is clear uh, in this gentleman. So please welcome to the show, Mr. Jonathan Neves. To Thank you for joining us today, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, excited. I've, I've uh, been listening for years. I think back, uh, I won't say around maybe 2020, 2021, maybe, uh, you were driving right. around in the yeah. car, hitting fire, so um, Absolutely, yeah, man. I've always been a fan, dude. I just I like your your cadence. I like uh, um, just your whole style. It just really resonated with me. You know? oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, you know that, that's funny that you mentioned that. You know, I started literally started my podcast driving appointment to appointment on voice recorder on my cell phone, and then I found a place. I was like, where can I put these voice memos? <laughs> and then just found a free app to start uploading them. And that's how the company started. It, it was more like, I just have a message. And, you know, if my team at my own company keep asking me these same questions over and over, I bet other people have those same, mm. you know, the same questions. And so it was just really strictly to, uh, you know, help as many people rise to the top as I could. So, yep. but, uh, so we always like to start these, these episodes. Give us the highlight reel, man. How, how long have you been in the industry? How did you find the heating and air industry? And uh, tell us a little bit about your journey and, and some of your, your philosophy along the way. Yeah, man, I, I owe my life to this industry, bro. Like, I, I grew up in a bad area. I actually grew up in the same town Kevin Polito did. We ended up going to high school together. So we were in the same shop. Uh, that's how we met. And I used to torture him. And uh, I would um, wire up. I was a year ahead of him. So they, they would help the, the older students. And uh, 
uh, I was like, hey, man, can you help me with this? Just grab that that pole. And I wired it live and it started like shocking him. And <laughs> so we would just do all these pranks all the time. Probably stuff that you'd get kicked out of school for now, you know? Oh, it sure. So cool. But yeah, back then it was pretty wild. But uh, but anyways, yeah, man. And then we kind of went separate ways. Um, but for me, it really helped shave me because uh, I just didn't have any real good role models around me. The people I hung out with weren't really great association. And when I found this industry at a, as a teenager, I was like, that's it, man. That's my ticket, you know? And so uh, at 17, I started working. And as soon as I graduated, I just went full time into it and uh, kept, kept, you know, kept going. And then at uh, 27, I started this company, Green Energy Mechanicals. And like you said in the intro, my focus from day one is always just to be different, you know, just to look different, sound different, and just to be the type of company that people would just love to work at um, and just have a lot of pride. And same thing with my customers and just every single way around, you know, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that every everybody's winning, you know. And so, um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, it's been a long road. It's for many years. I didn't know what I was doing. Um I had like an entrepreneurial seizure while I was mm-hmm. working for someone else. And um, I came home like with one of those uh, like Johnstone supply um, uh, receipts. And on the back of it, I just had some like wicked basic business idea. And I came home to my wife and I'm like, hey, uh, what do you think? You, you know, this is what I think I need to make to happen. I have no clients, no anything. I think I started with, um, what's that? It was, uh, it's not Home Advisor. Mm-hmm. Service uh-huh. Magic, I think it was called. Yeah, that's how I started being clients. Right. <laughs> yeah, back to some of the different like lead crazy sites yeah. back then. And that was it, man. And then just you know kept it moving. And then about uh 2019, we really started taking off. And mm-hmm. um this year we're on pace to do um uh 10 million. So right. I'm blessed, man. I'm so happy. You know, I think it's like less than half of one percent of all corporations even get to that level in America. So, right. Right. Um, I'm, I'm living my dream, man. It's crazy, man. You know, I love it. I was, I'm actually taking a, a course right now on some just financial management and learn how to read P and L's better. And you know, that, that kind of thing. And I heard a crazy statistic yesterday that said of all entrepreneurs, less than 4% ever generate over a million dollars a year in their business. Wow. 4% is the number. So you're easily, you made it to the top four. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah wow yeah and um yeah and sales is a big part of that growth you know like really um i thought even from a long time ago that i was good at sales and um I, i'm in a group called uh certain path and my yeah. coach is like oh great you know are you are you drafting your sales and i'm like uh no I'm pretty good you know and then they're like right like what's your average ticket like no idea um yeah. what's your close rate no idea. They started tracking all this stuff, and my close rate was nineteen percent. Oh, and geez. I thought in my head that I was this amazing sales guy, you know. Uh-huh. And so my coach was like, "You want to take some sales classes?" And, <laughs> and um, once I did, I just oh my goodness, I love sales. Like I just uh, I did a lot of it for the company for years. I I finally got the company to place now where uh, I don't mm-hmm. need to. Um, right. But if I sold the company tomorrow. And I still needed to work or wanted to work. I would never take a general manager position. It would 100% be a sales position just because I just absolutely love the game. Um, I love so, it. Yeah. 
Oh, that's beautiful, man. So you really hit on something important. I'd love to park there for a minute is the importance mm -hmm. of, you know, tracking your metrics and knowing, knowing where we're headed. So where was, I mean, when you started doing that, what was the big realization? You know, obviously it was like, hey, maybe you need to take some classes now that you know, but um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, tracking those numbers and what that does for both an individual and a company to be able to, to kind of have a roadmap. Yeah, it, it's something I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at. So for me, like anything I'm terrible at, I always try to find like technology or something to fill in the gap. So that's what I use now is technology for the company to track certain numbers, right? Like we had a big problem last month with um, days over schedule, right? And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. but we had it tracked so we know who was going over, why they were going over, what jobs they were going over. And it's like, okay, does that individual need more training? Mm -hmm. I know he knows how to do it. Um, perhaps he just needs a coaching moment. Maybe he has something going on in his personal life, right? So I'm not tracking mm -hmm. that stuff. It just looks like a big hot mess. And it's like, well... The guys aren't doing their job right, you know? Mm -hmm. Same thing on the sales side. Like, we might get these ideas where, like, for myself, again, I'll just speak for myself, where you're going to these jobs and you're like, yeah, they love me. And you leave and then it's like crickets. Yeah. And, you know, that's all you're going off of. When you really start to track these things, you start to, uh, it opens up, it just makes you act, what's called clarity. Like, it, it gives you clarity. And then you start to see where the issues are. That's what usually stink. It's kind of like a gut punch sometimes because that's what it was for me. And I was like, wow, like I'm not as good as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, my personality, I'm always like trying to learn and grow and be better than I was yesterday. So I'm like, well, I'm going to start taking classes. And I think around that time when I started watching your videos, I went to um, certain staff has some sales training and, and stuff like that. And I really just mm -hmm. became a student, started reading a ton of books on neuro-linguistic programming. Yeah. Um, so hearing you talk about that the other day because I, I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was going to ask you if you had any um any any books to recommend because uh, I'm reading Influence right now. Um, oh, that's a good one. I don't think it's natural. I don't think it's exclusively a neuro linguistic, more like mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, psychology and stuff, but similar, I guess. Right. Right. You know, the, my gosh, where so much of mine came from is uh, and, and thanks for that. Thanks for telling us about that journey. That's really fun. Um, yeah, NLP is massive. It's I, I don't use it directly as much as probably, you know, maybe like a Tony Robbins, but he's one of my biggest influences for it. Mm. I've been to a couple different ones of Tony Robbins events. I've read, you know, Waken the Giant Within is a, one of his foundational books. And uh, was it Unleash the Power? Uh, the, he has two, two of his classic books that are really big that walk people through visualization and how to instantly change um, change those moments. And then a lot of the study was just through less NLP and more just general psychology and personality. I've, gosh, I've read probably an entire book on every single kind of personality style test that there is out there. Absolutely powerful. And so, I, I man, I always recommend that. If, there's, yeah, if you want to dive more into that, that's it. Yeah, you recommended years ago, maybe on the group or to me, I can't remember, but um, Brian Tracy, the psychology of sales. I think that's a really good one mm -hmm. uh, for people because I know um, I, I still use a lot of that from that book to this day, you know, yeah, um, the cherry tree and, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, cherry tree analogy and things like that. And, and even psyching yourself up before you get to the house. I think those things are so powerful. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, to answer your question, sorry, my brain goes like this, so that's fine. My wife says she needs to like rein me back in sometimes. <laughs> we will follow those rabbit <laughs> trails. I'm the same. But yeah, to answer your question, that's what really helped me. Is like, and that's what I do for my guys today, right? Because I'll, I'll have a sales guy, and they'll be like, "Well, oh, I've been crushing it," but the numbers don't lie. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's see what the numbers are showing, and 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 what your average ticket is, or um, what your closing rate is, and what really helped. I think really helped my guys the last uh, this year in particularly was, you know, you have this market that's a little uncertain and there's all these noise going on. Everybody's worried about the economy, worried about this. Customers are being flaky, right? And I said, listen, you have to figure out a way to block all that stuff out. And here's what I want you to think on, right? One of my guys last year, he had a 30% closing rate. And I said, let me show you something. Do you, what do you think your closing rate was last year? And he was like, ah, probably like 50, 55%. Said, okay, we'll show you exactly what it was. It was 31% at about a $19,000 average ticket, which the average ticket was good, right? And some places mm-hmm. would be fine with that closing rate. But I was like, let's just say it's like, you know, 30, 33%. Do you feel that like out of 10 people, seven people didn't want to do business with you? Like, like, is that cool in your head? Like, you're you're cool with that? And it was like a wake up call. Like, no, actually. And I'm like, and then when you extract, because when you do it small and you're like, hey, one out of three, that's not bad, right? No, right. it's not bad. But like, you know, whatever the number is out of 20, 14 out of 20, like, are we, you really saying that 14 people out of 20 didn't want to do business with a company? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do business with the best salesperson? Like, let me ask you a question. Are, are you the best? Well, you know, second to you, I'm like, no, screw that, bro. Like, are you the best? Damn. I'm like, okay, do you believe it? Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I'm like, okay, then let me ask you again. Do you feel like 14 people or 21 or 50 people out of whatever, Mm -hmm. 150 people, right, didn't want to do business with you, didn't want to do business with the best salesperson? And then, like, once that happened, and and I feel like that's the key is, like, sales is, uh, you know, one of my friends, Freya, I loved her, her, her statement, you know, sales is a transference of belief. And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like the belief has to start right there. If you don't love right. yourself, if you don't believe you're the most badass salesperson that's going to come there. And I'm, if I'm coming to Sam Wakefield's house, I'm like, listen, Sam, I'm looking at everything Sam got going on for this call. And, all right. Sam's looking for a heat pump system. He wants to save some money. I'm looking at your house and looking at all this stuff online. And I'm like, you know what, Sam? I don't care if you have other people or not. You're buying something from me today because I am the most badass salesperson that's coming <laughs> to the door. The minute I get there, Sam's going to love me. He's going to start smiling and we're going to be friends. And if he has a wife, he's going to be mad cool with me and everything's going to go great. And we're signing this deal today. And I'm telling you, just doing that type of stuff and really understanding and believing it. And then again, tracking it. So if I do go to your home and we don't sign, I have it written down what we talked about, what happened, and then how I'm going to follow back up with you. And mm-hmm. again, because it gets lost in the weeds if you don't do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, this is a very clear picture to me of why your company is growing and doing what it what it's doing. And obviously, why Kevin and uh, n- another guy, big shout out to Phil O'Reilly. He's going to he's going to love the shout out. Um, it's one of your newer guys that all of a sudden his numbers are going up like crazy because clearly, you know, I've heard, heard something long time ago 
that it was in a negative way, but it's also in the mirror image, the op- opposite way when it's positive. You know, if a fish stinks, it stinks from the head down. I'm talking about leadership. But at the opposite of that is true. And clearly you're setting a really great example and modeling what the right mindset should be for your people. Um, and everybody listening, rewind that section that we that uh, we just recorded that Jonathan just went over because, oh my gosh, that is that is exactly it. If we would I buy from me today? And if I wouldn't buy from me, then there's no use in me walking in this house. Right. So you have to have that belief first with yourself. Right. You know, I'm the, I am a badass and this is going to be the most incredible experience that these people have ever had in their whole lives. Right. Exactly. And if I'm not in that frame, cause it, you know, especially as the owner, that's why I had to step away. Cause you know, I'm being pulled in a million different directions. Right. Sure. So I'm coming to Sam's house to sell him something and I'm kind of getting the frame of mind and there's, Hey, there's a water leak at this person's house. And, this person wants to talk to you, and I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, and now I'm like, ah, uh, all right, ding dong. And like, hey Sam, you know, it's Jonathan at Green Energy. All that energy that I'm carrying from whatever I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel. You don't know what right. it is, but mm-hmm. you're just like you're picking up on, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not least successful in that case, you know. Yeah, you got it. Under having a powerful mindset, you know, there's a difference between a positive mindset and powerful. And I feel like, you know, if you can understand. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about being positive. And it's like, listen, nobody's positive every single waking moment. Or maybe, maybe Kevin, sure. but other than Kevin, like positive every minute of the day. Well, you know, I I'm bet definitely... he's not always, except for that hour and a half drive in, gives him the chance to reset, right? Yeah, but that's it. It's the reset. That's what mm-hmm. it is for me. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me grab my iced coffee. Let me uh, pull around the corner. Let me listen to some music. Let me just roll the windows down, listen to the wind going through, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. reset give yourself five minutes i like to do some breathing like like you know a little like meditation sometimes helps me get like mm-hmm. into a really good state words of powerful uh powerful words of affirmation mm-hmm. and then like i said then i psych myself up and i don't care what's going on if i'm doing anything else like if you're an owner and you're in the sales moment at that point i've literally been on a sales call and my operation manager is calling me because a unit got lit on fire and so there was a fire in someone's house. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you're going to have to deal with it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the middle of something because I'm giving Sam a hundred percent of me right now. Right. Because in the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, my average ticket's stupid. It's like, I don't know, in the 30, 40 some months, right? If you're paying 30, $40,000 with me, like you deserve 100%. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on a heating system or an AC system. Right. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I love it. So let's circle back a little bit because something you mentioned a bit ago before we got into the mindset section, you were talking about what's going on in the environment. And so for everyone listening, this is September 8th, 2023. And if you paid any attention at all to the heating and air industry or just trades in general, there's so much noise, there's so much chatter in the industry about Oh, call volume is down 20 to 30% and all these things. But we're hearing from you how your company is strictly growing right through the middle of this. And it started with the reset. We just talked about resetting your people. What is the, what's our mindset? Do we care what everybody else does? Are we looking at the finish line, right? 
winners look at the finish line, losers look at winners, right? And so it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing because green energy mechanical is going to the moon, right? And so, so let's dive into that a little deeper though, because I know there's a lot of companies that even if they're wanting to adopt this mindset, they're struggling with it because there is a lot of stuff going on in the industry and how, how do we, what are you doing to even separate yourself a little more from that? And as a company, as well as just individuals for mindset to like stay on the right path. Yeah, no, great question. Uh, again, another exercise we did with our every single way possible, like with leadership, why people should come work for us, uh, why a customer should choose from us. Yeah, going through 2020 to, I can say honestly, from 2011 to 2022, the economy is just booming, right? Everybody's winning. It's easy to win when everybody's winning, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to win when, you know, the economy's going, people are happy, they're spending money. Now you have this 30% downturn and boxes being sold, and most of the companies around have this model based on selling boxes. So you're a salesperson, that's your job. And so, like you said, you're hearing all this noise. Um, one of the problems is we're, we're, we're creatures of, of, of comfort and, and habitat. Mm -hmm. We're used to doing something the same way and realizing that, well, this isn't the same market it was. People right. aren't buying the same way they were before. Uh, you can't go in and try to apply tactics that worked five years ago to today because you're just going to be one of the guys selling in the same widget or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Whatever, right? So, Understand first of all, understanding that's number one. Then the next one I feel like this is so important is what is your unique value proposition? So what's my unique value proposition for somebody to leave another company and want to come work for me? Mm -hmm. What's a unique selling proposition or value proposition for why your company should hire me? I loved one of your podcasts recently or one of your webinars where you were saying, you know, hey, you know, you could have called a thousand other companies. Uh, what's the reason why you called me? And then they start to tell you the reasons why, right? And, and obviously mm -hmm. that gives you a ton of great feedback. And then you're like, you know, well, do you feel like maybe we could be just the, the one company you're looking for, right? Um, that's powerful. And my, and so the other side with that is, is what I try to, uh, challenge everyone. So again, if you're an owner of a company, what's your unique value proposition for your business? And you can't say we've been in business since 1970, because guess what? The next company coming out, they've been in business since 1960. Does that make oh, you yeah. better than you? Um, you can't say we're super customer focused and, you know, we're, we're, we, we have the best customer service. Okay. Guess what? The next company, Joe Schmo Plumbing said they the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so on and on. We're the most innovative, right? So for us, it, it was kind of a, it took me in a dark place because I'm like, damn, yeah, like maybe we're not the same. <laughs> are we just like everybody else <laughs> right. right and so one of the things that i really started to think about that really set us apart was our unique um buying uh, uh buying journey with the customer where i was like you know typically you got a salesperson that's going to come they're going to sell you something installers are going to come they're going to install it and then hope that you never have a problem ever again our model is completely different. We don't want you to worry about anything. We're going to hold your hands open and try to process. And so for us, we uh, have this process here. I'm going to um, custom design a solution for you. After that, we have our project manager who's going to come back, and he's going to walk through. If you have a ductless system, he's literally going to take a picture on the wall, 
and draw on the wall where that duck was standing. So he's going to draw the line hide on the outside of the house and put the condenser with literally like everything on it, the quick swing and the pad. And he, he even puts rocks and stuff. You know, he goes very artistic. At the end of that, you're going to get an email with all those pictures there and you're going to sign off and say, yeah, that looks fantastic. That's exactly what we want. That way, you and Green Energy are on the same side. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, that information gets inputted into our software that all of our lead installers and service technicians and leadership here see. And on game day on Monday, we have a, a install meeting. Everyone gets a packet and then we have a big screen that everybody's also seeing your job and they're going through it with the install manager and the project manager. And if they have any questions, um, it gets resolved there. All your stuff gets delivered to your home together. So the guys show up right on, right on time at seven o'clock in the morning. They know exactly what they're doing. When they're done, that's not it. They're then going to have a quality installation verification where we're going to send uh, someone back to just go through everything and make sure you're super happy with it. And then after that, we have, um, our ongoing labor and maintenance agreement for as long as you want because it's just a subscription base. And so if you want lifetime warranty, you can have lifetime warranty. Mm-hmm. In our area, nobody's really offering anything like that. So that's, again, another unique right. value proposition. And so I make it sure it's like sometimes we have these things in our companies that are so different, but we don't talk about it because for us to just, you know, palm in place and we just, but to a consumer, and, and, and here's the big thing, you could say all that and get start to get like, eyes glazing over so the point is that that was a very long way of going about it but everything i'm going to tell you with that is going to be how does that benefit sam why Mm -hmm. should you care about that like why does that even matter what's the what's the alternative how would it normally go and now that's the reason where at the end you can ask for more money and and for us we have great reviews that get very descriptive and so i'm able to pull those up like well sam you know i know you're getting a heat pump install to offset your oil I want to show you something. I know you said you saw our reviews, but did you see this one from Kathy Lou? Notice what it says here about the, the way they did this, the way they and, and I already know going into it because I'm prepared and I can mm-hmm. show them that. And that's social proof. That's another psych- right. psychology. Right. It's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. So the social proof is so powerful. And man, everyone listening, this is some major, major, major nuggets uh, because not only is it social proof, one, it's I think as an industry overall, and there's some, of course, some standouts, but generally speaking, especially the sales and just technicians in our industry are, they don't think they are, but they're really lazy when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And so to set ourselves apart is doing that due diligence, doing that work ahead of time. Um, I, you know, and I've always been a big fan of, I, I don't want to know the, a lot of the notes from where I'm headed, but just enough to be able to prepare our side of things. So mm-hmm. knowing knowing our own testimonies, knowing the fact that they're descriptive, and have having them in a you know in a brag book or whatever we call it that you know here's this testimony, here's this testimony, here's this testimony. So it's social proof, but it really leads into if everybody's hearing this right, every single thing that Jonathan has just gone through has been a story, or it's been painting a picture of what life is going to be like once this project is done it's not been a technical detail it's not been well we're going to do 18 feet of line hide out here and we're going to use three bags of crushed granite no it's here's a visual of what it's going to look like here's a recording of what this unit sounds like so so you can't even hear it 
So it's painting that right picture for the future and not the, the technical side. So facts tell, stories sell, you know, classic Brian Tracy, mm -hmm. right? And so. Yeah. And the, I think the other nugget that I'd give people too right now is people, because you know, blame someone, right? Like you probably know, I don't know the exact number, but what's the number of people that are going to buy an HVAC system in their lifetime? At uh, one point, people, yeah, most homeowners buy 1.3 heating and air systems in the entire life. So basically one time. They're only a, they could ever do it once. So on that, and again, to me it's like it's like a big test that you're already giving the answer to. You just have to figure out like the question, right? Like Jeopardy. So to me it's like you already know that they're doing this one time in their life. If I'm gonna do one something one time in my life, I don't prepare for it because I'm not thinking about it. And then when that comes, I'm just thinking like, well, now I'm going to get three quotes and probably just pick the cheapest one, right? Because that's what I'm doing. I, I, I looked right. on Google. Everybody has great reviews nowadays. So I picked three that were in the 4.8, 4.9. You know, maybe one person wasn't that cool. I didn't like them. I'm down to like two or three others. It's the cheapest one. So I knew that when I'm speaking to people. Like I had a, a lady a few months ago who – um um, he was like, you know, my air conditioner is not working. We want to get a new one. Uh, it, it's broken. I'm like, okay, what's going on with it? He's like, well, my husband, um, has to go. It stopped working. My husband actually stops what he's doing. He works from home, thankfully. And he goes downstairs and he just has to take the unit real quick and it comes back on. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> cool. And then I'm like, and how often do, and I start asking a bunch of questions. And, but I'm not getting like great, like buying signals. I'm getting more like red flags. And anytime I get red flags, for me, that's the time to start digging in and ask more questions, ask more right. questions, right? So now while I'm talking to her, all of a sudden to my right, the husband comes storming in and he's like, well, I don't know if we need a new system or not. You know, like this thing's been working intermittently. And I'm like, okay. And so tell me what's going on. So he says the same thing. He goes downstairs and gives it a little kick. He says a kick this time and then it, you know, comes on and it works. Okay. So I'm like, so I, I call this like a keto sale. Uh -huh. and I like to use the people's energy against them, right? Because I feel like what a lot of salespeople do is it's like, Sam, I want you to come to my company and they're going to start pulling you towards me, right? And just like real life, if I'm like pulling again, we've done this a lot in our sales trainings at the office, pulling you, your natural reaction is to do what? To you can pull, pull right against it. Yeah. Right. But so if my, so on the opposite, if I push against you, and my goal is for you to come towards me and work with me. If I push against you, mm -hmm. your reaction is to push against me coming towards you, right? I'm a big fan of martial arts. And so like keto is very similar to that. It's using people's energy or movements against them, right? Mm -hmm. So I call it like a keto sales. And so in this case, I'm like, well, hey, Frank, I have a great idea. And they're like, what? And I, they're like super quiet. I'm like, I have a great idea. It's going to be the cheapest possible way that you can get this done. Why don't we go to the Lazy uh, Boy store and we'll go to Walmart and we'll get a Lazy Boy and, uh, and I already know what I'm saying, but I'm kind of like, you know, and I'm like, and, uh, and we'll get a big umbrella and we'll put it outside right by the air conditioning system, open up the umbrella, Lazy Boy. You can work from home down there. And every time the safety stuff working, you can just give it a kick like in real time, right then and there, right? So, <laughs> so he said all this, there's like a pin drop because they're like, yeah, what's the cheapest way, you know? <laughs> and I, I, once I finished it, they both like were quiet for a second. They looked at each other and they just like started busting out laughing. But here's the, the, the key behind it. Now it's the keto, right? I pushed against them. So what do they do? 
I get the real info because they're like, well, here's the thing. Sometimes when Frank goes down there and pushes it, it stakes it, it doesn't come on. Sometimes it comes on and it shuts off in two minutes. You know, sometimes it can last a day. It's intermittent. Even when it is working, it hasn't been working that well recently. And mm-hmm. so now I'm starting to get the real pain. And if I didn't do that, what'll probably happen is at the end of the call, they're going to say, yeah, Frank goes and picks it every once in a while. So we're just going to work with that. Yeah. And then I lost the sale, right? So that, that's a really big part in my case is like, you know, I want to get a new air conditioning system. What are you doing now? Oh, we have a bunch of room air conditioning units. Okay, you must love bringing those up. Oh, no, you know, it hurts my back and this and that. Well, listen, how long? You said you've been living here for 12 years and the system hasn't worked in a couple. Like, the cheapest way would be just keep what they got going on, just throw the window ACs and what's wrong with that? Most guys aren't talking like this, right? And so mm-hmm. you're getting them to be like, no, they're going to start pushing against me. Right. No, no, no. You know, honestly, my wife has you know, um, breathing issues and the musty air bothers her. And for me, it's so annoying when I'm trying to watch football, I got to turn the thing up really loud. Boom. Now I have real pain. Now we've got their pain points. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, just to keep doing what you're doing. It's okay. Why am I even here? Right. Hmm. (laughs) I love that's the, for everybody that, that is just listening. That's one of the best body language things you can do as well is any, anytime those moments come up, well, your hand, you kind of lean back a little bit. Your hands come up kind of like almost like a surrender right about shoulder height. And you're just kind of like, why am I even here? Hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not here. I'm not here to push anything on you. you know, why did you even call? And uh, the tonality changes. And uh, man, the inst- that's that takeaway. Uh, officially, it's called a takeaway. You're like, hey, I don't even have to do anything today. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're like, well, wait a minute. No, we called you for a reason. Here's here's what the real reason is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. I love it. It's so powerful, man. This is great. I, I I knew we would. So everybody listening, if you ever are a guest on my podcast, there are no plans. We just come in and chop it up and see what happens. And, and, and it's, it's very intentional too, because in order to be good at sales and I know everyone that I bring on is, or they probably wouldn't be on this podcast. Um, you have to be good at rolling with the punches and being very good at improv. Uh, by uh, here's a hiring tip for everybody anybody hiring i've always had the best luck hiring bartenders for one but the the missing piece everybody tries to hire from like the business school at the colleges and stuff the best people i've ever hired come from the theater department the theater department for salespeople because they already know how to learn a script they already know how to model character and they already know how to, I mean, they literally are taking classes on how to improv on some, what someone else say, says. So quick nugget for everybody that needs to hire salespeople, go to the theater oh, department friend. at your local college. So. Yeah, my buddy, uh, Steve Akin, uh, shout out to Steve. Uh, he, uh, we were just talking about that. He just hired somebody who's actually like a real actor. Uh-huh. Uh, he's saying the same thing. So it's funny you say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else is better at learning the script? They'll have it learned in a day. You give yeah. it to somebody that's a technician, they're like three weeks later, they've barely got the script down. And these dudes are like, they've got it nailed with tonality and every and facial expressions. They've been practicing in the mirror 400 times the first night. It's like, wow, that's how, how do we get you in, into this other person, right? And so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, man. yeah, I love it. So, well, cool, man. So this is, this is good. So 
I always like to ask this question too. It's really fun. What are you really excited about right now, either in the industry, in your business specifically, uh, in life? What, what's really getting you fired up right now and like the reason you wake up in the morning? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, um, I, I've been doing a lot of work with the state level to really try to help get more minorities into our uh, industry. Um, you know, for the the Department of Education does a horrible job at promoting the trades, the act, right. if at all, honestly. Um, and we have a super huge labor crisis going on across the country. And a lot of minorities, especially like young black men, black women, brown boys, brown women, whatever, um, they don't know anything about it. They don't know yeah. about the money we could be making. Uh, and so I try to be, I'm not that bold, like that loud of a person, you know, like there's some of these boys on the West Coast, man, I have a Jets and Lambos. And I'm not that type of person. I'm, but I, I feel like sometimes you kind of have to be a little bit louder to gain attention. So I give them that respect for that because I feel like that's what does get people's attention sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, my biggest goal is to try to help as many young people, uh, all colors really, but just helping them to see, like, listen, like, yeah, college is cool and all that stuff, but there's so much money to be made right here in this industry that, like, nobody knows. About. And here's the problem. What ends up happening is you're young. Let's say you didn't go to college. You get a job and, I don't know, you're, you're doing whatever. And eventually you're making 30, 30-something dollars an hour. You're comfortable. You bought a house. You got married. Maybe you have a couple of kids. It's really hard to go back at that point and try to get into a new field like that. And so you just stay stuck in this way. So in my opinion, it's like these high school students so are the ones that like, like, really let's start talking to them and start pitching these ideas. And so I live in a great state. I, uh, my company's in a great state where they put a lot of money into workforce development and they're, they, they're curious to know, hey, what's the curriculum, what's the curriculum look like? Who should be the people that we're um, reaching out to? You know, where should we reach out to them? Um, I go to a lot of high schools and speak there um, for like different um, uh, events. They might have like a career day or, or, or different mm-hmm. things like that. And I really just try to help them. And so, and I tell all the students the same thing. Like, I don't care what companies you go to. I want to lift the whole industry up, you know? So uh, for me, that's one thing. Like, I don't know what my future is down the line with green energy. Like, you know, if, let's say I sold the company five, 10 years from now, whatever. Um, my next goal at that point would probably be doing something on maybe like a, a more grander scale to really help drive mm-hmm. that message, you know? Right, right. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so so everyone listening also, I'm sure Green Energy is always looking for great people. So they are in Boston, Massachusetts area. And so a quick plug for Green Energy. If you are looking for, if you've resonated with what John, Jonathan's really talked about today, he's the leader there. And if you resonated with that, um, and you are in that area or just want to relocate to a cool new place, right? Go uh, see sunrise instead of sunset if you're on the West Coast, right? Um, Boston, yeah. Massachusetts, it's the place to be. And uh, so they are doing some really amazing things. So I, I 100% endorse them as a great employer uh, for people who are wanting to expand your horizons because clearly the vision here is different than a lot of just the regular everyday Joe companies that you could run into or the nothing against the big, you know, chain companies, but there's a lot different vision here versus just, you know, turning numbers at the end of the day. 
And so I, yeah. I love connecting like this. Yeah, it is true, man. And, and we're at the point now, we actually have a waiting list going on. So if people are interested, I would absolutely say like call and, and let's talk. You know, we, we usually like to have a, a conversation and then just kind of stay in connection. So mm-hmm. uh, that's something that's really different with me where a lot of companies are like, we need fresh blood right now. And it's almost like a turn and burn model. And right. I feel like it's not humane. It's not mythical. You're just using people as numbers to hit numbers that you want to hit. Mm-hmm. And everything at our, at our company is all about the people, the person. We're in a people business. Right. And the, my, I was just talking to someone the other day that, uh, was referred to us and he, he came over and I'm like, listen, man, like I learned a long time ago that, you know, you can invest in stocks, real estate, business, whatever. My favorite investment is in people that mm-hmm. want to invest in themselves, but people, because I, I get to see the coolest stories, you know, like, you know, even Kevin, you were just talking about, right? Kevin was making, I don't know, $50,000, $60,000, you know, like kind of in a dead end type of position. And now this guy is literally like a leader and has people around the country, like calling him, texting him, asking him for advice, you know, mm-hmm. and I tell him the same thing, man. I'm like, dude, what can start of like green energy is, is this vehicle that's going to get us to everywhere that, you know, where our dreams and stuff. But for him, like, dude, you, you know, the sky's the limit, bro, because of the type of person you are mm-hmm. and the satisfaction I get is being able to be like, I had a part in that, you know, it's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. You know, and so, man, you're inspiring me so much because doing what I do, I work with a lot of owners of different companies. And one of the biggest things I see is they fall into such a scarcity mindset when it comes to their 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 collateral of their people. Um, they're not open to, well, even recently, I'm working with a guy and he's actually, um, he's made some serious sacrifices to join the virtual program that I, I just have rolling um, because his company directly they were burned by some other trainers in the past that, you know, some things have happened and they've completely shut the door to anything outside their own company. And he, he could literally get in trouble if they knew he was doing training outside of their own company. He's like, but what we're doing is not working, right? We we're our numbers are only declining and I'm, I'm looking for a way to better myself. And it's just such a struggle so many times with owners that see, uh, that see it as competition or see it's like, well, or the ego gets in the way. It's like, well, have I not trained you well enough that you've got to look somewhere else? And they're like, no, but we just don't ever train. They're like, you don't have time. So like, we're just trying to be efficient here. But man, the, the scarcity mindset uh, when it comes to the people is, is so sad to me. And that's clearly why you're you're seeing such a different, um, you know, you have a waiting list for people to work for you, where most people I've talked to, they they beg, borrow and steal and will put up with so much riffraff on their, you know, on their employment team, strictly because they can't get people to work for them. And um, so yeah. this is a culture shout conversation. Out guy, man. Shout out to that guy you're saying, because that's because most. I talk to they're like well my 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 company won't won't buy that for me or buy this for me and so for him even willing to invest in himself like that like shout out mm-hmm. to that guy because mm-hmm. that person gets it like no one not no one's not going to invest in me because they will but like you have to be investing in yourself you know yeah um, you know maybe that company isn't the right company but at the end of the day like 
man, if you're the type of person that's going to be willing to, to invest in yourself, and I, whoever it is, I guarantee you, working with Sam, you're 100% going to, it's, it's, it, whatever you're paying is nothing compared to what you're going to get on the back end. I'll just put it that mm-hmm. way. It's 100%. Oh, love it. You know, that's what I, um, I, I thank you for reinforcing that. And I get that conversation a lot when people reach out to me, especially individuals. Um, and that's part of why I'm putting together the virtual in more of a group setting to, to especially give those guys that are, you know, maybe in a smaller, because first 10 years of my life, in my career, I was the one guy in this little tiny town. I did it all on my own. And just bought books and courses and, and all the things. I didn't have a support group. So that's why I'm putting together a bit of a brotherhood. It'd be like, if you're that one or two people at a company that's smaller, let's put together a support network uh, to build this brotherhood, to lift each other up. Uh, people that are focused on investing in themselves. Because it, what we're doing is we're building a, your muscle and your skill for something that no one can ever take away from you. And the second that we hit this threshold, you literally can throw a dart anywhere you want in the country and have a really awesome position before you ever move there. That's what I, when we, when we moved, I told my wife, I was like, where do you want to move to? Because I, I've set some records where we're at. I can have us, I can have something anywhere we want to go, you know, and it's the coolest position to be in because you can literally, you determine your own destiny with that type of uh, a skill set that you build. Cause not everybody can do what we do. Mm-hmm story with that one of my buddies was uh in ohio and he was like a dental manager for uh, cjf out there the great company uh doing big things there uh family he had some family issues and had to move to tennessee and so i was like you know talking like man you're in tennessee i thought you were going to be a lecturer over there what happened so he was telling me some of the family stuff and i'm like well you know what are you doing running a company like you know managing the service department installed like, what are you doing he's like man i'm in sales no, like, what? you know, he's like, listen, man, we can make like 200 grand a year or something being a manager or whatever of this department, that department. Like, come on, please make almost a million dollars this year. Like, mm-hmm. I can't make that type of money being a manager for someone. And no. I'm like, listen, if there's nothing else that, like, to exactly your point, like, you just took yourself out of Ohio, swapped yourself somewhere in Tennessee, and you're going to make half a million dollars. In his first year there, mind you, like, because he's been out of the sales game for a while, so I'm sure he's going to even do better. That's true, right. right? But um, I was like, man, I completely feel you, because like I said, I'd be on the same pick, because I just, mm-hmm. the amount of money you can make and be successful, crazy. Oh, absolutely. It, it reminds me of the uh, uh, Jim Rohn, one of my, my favorite mentors. You know, if, if everyone out there, if you don't know who Jim Rohn is, R-O-H-N, look up some YouTube videos. He was you know, the mentor's mentor for a lot, a lot of years. He died in, I think, 1998, but one of the best personal growth speakers ever. Uh, But there's a quote from him that has always inspired me. It's like, work to become a millionaire, work to earn a million dollars, not for the million dollars, but for the person you have to become to earn that million dollars, because they can take it away from you and it'll be no time at all and you'll have it right back because now that's where your own internal thermostat is set and it's just it's who i am it's what i do because i became that because i believe kind of circling back to how we started i believe that's who i am so i have no problem doing it again and again and again and so it's all about that personal growth and and investing in yourself that's the only way to do it i love it man 
Ah, it's good stuff. I mean, you gotta you gotta link up in person, bro. Top it up, have some old fashions or something. I don't you've been working out a lot, so I don't know if you're drinking, but <laughs> actually this year I went uh I, I kind of played a little bit with it, but I've I've basically have gone pretty uh, I'm straight up sober now. That's why my uh you know, I've got my coffee of the day lately. In fact, right here I've been on a root we'll see if it comes in the video. I've, got, I've been on a root beer okay. kick. I've been journeying through all of so what the so for this episode of what's in your cup, this is Boylan uh, bottling company. I've been all the different um the big breweries also usually make a root beer. So it's been kind of fun to go back through some of my favorite, because I was a beer nerd for years and years and years, go back through all of my favorite breweries and find out, hey, wait a minute, do they make a root beer? Because yeah. all the root beer is a little different. So that, that's been my journey lately is I've been on a root beer kick. <laughs> I like that. that yeah. Works, bro. Yeah, good stuff. But yes, we definitely got to connect in person. Uh, what's next for uh, for Green Energy Mechanical and and for Jonathan Nevis? What's uh, what's what's your next big next big thing? We're looking to really so our focus with our company is really helping our clients save energy. And by popular demand, we get so many people that are like, "Hey, do you guys do insulation services, energy audits, stuff like that?" Mm-hmm. So uh, again, our state has this great programs already set up for this, where customers can get $0 home energy assessments and like 75% off weatherizing their home. So we're in the process now of becoming one of those contractors where we'll be able to do an energy assessment, offer weatherization, uh, put in heat pumps to help offset, you know, people yeah. have oil heat here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saving a ton of carbon emissions and, and, and saving energy and money. So just having a much more well-rounded um, you know, ancillary services that really focus right. on our core mission to help our customers go green. So um, that I'm hoping is going to be wrapped up by the end of the year and then next year, just starting with our insulation department yeah. and uh, weatherization and as well as like home energy audits. And uh, yeah, and the other side is just expanding. You know, we're currently kind of servicing like the bottom portion of Boston and we get a ton of customers from north of Boston that are always like, hey, can you come up here? Mm-hmm. And um, servicing customers and being able to be there quickly is, is a big deal for us. And so right. I'm like, you know what? It's about time that we actually have a lot of people that travel north of Boston. Some of them an hour and a half to come work here. Mm-hmm. It's it's super humbling and and, and I, I love it because they they probably you know they all say the same thing. I talk like 50 companies on the way here, right? So mm-hmm. my thing is, hey, you know what? Let's open up a, a shop north of Boston. Sure. Let them sure. work out of that. And then we can actually increase our services to more people. So right. right. That's really my focus for uh, for next year. Love it. Love it, man. That's that's uh, that's a good plan. Very cool. We will talk offline, especially about the first half of that that you just said, uh, because I have some. I don't know if you knew. You've probably heard me talk about it over the years. I owned a. Uh, I was involved with starting and growing for five years, the home performance side of the company that I was at where I got started. And so it was a really big key uh, involved in all of the sales to sell that stuff. <laughs> and so we can totally, uh, totally connect there. Uh, I was, I was a Dr. Energy Saver uh, dealer for quite a few years there. And so there's a lot, lots of experience um, that we can, we can chop it up on. But, uh, but man, it's been a great, uh, great, podcast today thanks for guesting with me and i know that there's so much fire in this episode 
um, clearly everyone at your organization is, uh, they're at the right place, the right place at the right time. And it, it, it's really great to see Jules, you know, company, I look across the country and I see, you know, a jewel in different cities of companies that are really doing things right. And um, green energy is definitely one of those. So Thank thanks for being a guest today, man. It's, uh, it's definitely been an honor. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely been an honor today. So, um, yeah, we'll land this plane. And uh, everybody that's been listening, thanks for listening. If you have never, if you've ever gotten value from this podcast, I would appreciate it if you would go and leave me a five-star review on the Apple podcast link. That would be fantastic. I realized it was four years in before I ever started asking for a review. So um, it's time. I should have done that early on, but that's all right. We're moving forward. Uh, so go and leave me a review. And uh, yeah, if you want to get connected, uh, Sam what if at people don't have Apple, bro? Stop, stop, stop discriminating against Android users. Good question, man. Yeah. So Spotify has actually started. So the other, most, the other, the second biggest platform that people listen to podcasts on is on Spotify. They have actually started a really cool place where you can go in and leave comments to the, uh, to the podcasters in Spotify and you can review on there as well. Uh, so that you would be greatly appreciated. I, I believe you can leave some reviews. Yeah. I know you can leave comments now on the episodes. That's what they're starting. But uh, but find find me on Facebook. Um, close it now. Uh, the Facebook group is there. Close it now. Uh, just search that. It'll come right up. You can email me, sam at closeitnow.net. And actually, I'm in a big rebrand, not rebrand, but a big um, website renovation. So... Hey, well, there we are, right there on the. Wow, so real time, baby. Love it. I've got the reviews going. Love it. Thank you. But uh, yeah, so I've got a big website rebrand. So everyone listening, if you have gotten value, I would love if you will email me a testimony of some of the big takeaways that you've gotten from the from the show. If I've been to your location and we've worked together. Uh, or you've ever been in one of my virtual courses, um, email me, sam at closingnow.net. Tell me what, uh, how your life has changed, what, you know, what you're able to implement, what your numbers have changed, because I'm working on collecting testimonies for the, the new website. So that would be super helpful as well. So but that's it for the plug. Um, this podcast is going to drop after the event. Uh, so we won't, don't need to mention Profit Rocket. By the time you listen to this, it will have just happened. Uh, actually, it's going to drop the Friday of Profit Rocket. So if you're listening to this, um, I I am at Profit Rocket right now speaking. So that's going to be a funny one. <laughs> so good times. And uh, all right, everybody, go save the world. Uh, let's see, we're wrapping up the summer. We'll say go save the world one heat stroke at a time. And this is getting into the part of the year we're going to say go save the world one frostbite at a time. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast. Oh.